Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today is a special, special day because my friend Kathy Cruz is here. And Kathy and I actually met in my old world. Kathy was one of my styling clients back in, I don't even know what year that was at this point, 2017 probably. And it was so fun because Kathy was just such a bright light and we had so much fun. I literally think back to the moments when we were in your closet and you were just there helping me and we you know, bagged up some clothes for your family that they were going to be interested in. And then we shopped and we just had such a good time that afterwards we we're like, okay, we need to hang out more. Yes. <laughs> so we went to Bruella's, right? I think we tried to go to that coffee shop, and but we then ended they up were at closed. Rising Star. Yeah, we went somewhere else because because we didn't look and they were closed that day. And I remember that's when you told me that you had just pivoted from your career in law enforcement and you were working on you know starting your whole coaching business and everything you were doing. And I tell you this a million times that I remember. Like, I love that I have this juxtaposition from where you were to where you are now and to see that growth. Because I remember us talking to like, oh, you know, the different packaging and like the charging and to see you build up and be so strong in your offerings and your authority and how you served and your business has grown since then. It's, it's been just such a joy to watch. And so I'm just so grateful to have you here so we could talk mom life, we could talk business life, we could talk energy and all the things that we already talk about behind the scenes, but now people can hear it on the mic. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think back at that time too, and it was so different. Right? Like I was such a different business owner, such a different person. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the core, I'm the same, but in terms of mindset, I remember us talking about pricing mm -hmm. and I was so terrified. I mean, I would definitely lived in scarcity mindset. It's mm -hmm. much different now, but that's because I've spent years working on myself and mm -hmm. working on myself as a business owner mm -hmm. and you've seen it all. And I love that. I, know. I love that we can share that too, because you've seen me and you like, there are so many things that have happened in this business, in the previous business that we can all like give a shout out to Kathy on because you helped see things and push me in different ways. And I, I love that we have that collaborative relationship where, you know, we know the mom life, we know the behind the scenes business life, and then we know enough about each other that we can help guide and mastermind and brainstorm. And it's, I just, I cherish our relationship so much because of that. And so I would love for you to share with everybody, give them the little like kind of breadcrumbs of we met and you had just transitioned from law enforcement. So if you want to hit a little bit on like why you made that pivot and then kind of bring them up to speed on what you do now. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of how I can keep this short and sweet. <laughs> I don't know. OK, so I served in law enforcement for almost 20 years. I ended my career as a homicide detective. And although I appreciate that career and everything that it taught me, I knew early on in that career that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but fear kept me from taking the leap. Mm -hmm. Fear and having enough confidence or faith in myself that I could do it kept me from taking any action because I had a lot of systemic kind of program thinking of, 
a blue collar career with a steady paycheck and benefits was the best that I could do and that I shouldn't take that for granted. So I kept in that mindset for a long time. And then luckily I started dating my now husband Mm -hmm. and having lots of conversations with my mom and my sister because I have to give them a shout out. All three of them listened to me for years talking about how I wanted to make the transition. They were all fully supportive. They're big cheerleaders. And then finally I decided, um, after quite a few things had happened, I decided to go ahead and take the leap. And with some planning, too, because I don't want people to think that it was impulsive. I spent years paying debt off, making sure that I had a nice savings account, preparing to be able to pay for myself and for medical benefits, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a big one. But I put myself in a position where I knew I would be able to do all of that because when I left my career, I wasn't married at the time. Mm -hmm. And I needed to know that I would be able to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So I made the transition. And at that point, I had a store with my sister. We own the Salvage Boutique in Lakewood, Ohio. And a couple years prior to that, I wanted to start helping other store owners because I had no experience doing what we were doing and I had to learn a lot. And I'm just going to stop there. No, it's, it's there's all a lot so, to unpack. I know, but it's all so good. Like, I love that that was kind of that pivotal point where I met you of I just went through all this to create the store and we love it and all of the things. And now I'm like a wealth of knowledge and I have to, you know, give it away and share it. And I think it is an interesting kind of juxtaposition in a way from where you started to where you ended because you said fear and confidence in yourself kept you from your dreams. And I think it's so beautiful to see that because of the experiences you had and you first you had the support to help push you into it. And then you got stronger when you had the experience in it. And then it wasn't scary anymore. You had that confidence in yourself to be like, okay, I have to, you know, one of those, like you have to word vomit and share with everybody (laughs) because you know, it serves others and you're passionate about it. And I think that's such a beautiful part of your story. Yeah. I love that you say word vomit. Cause when I look back at like all of my content, particularly for savvy shopkeeper, mm-hmm. you know, even the store started as a blog mm-hmm. and I've never considered myself a writer per se. And that started as a blog and turned into the brick and mortar store. And then savvy shopkeeper started as a blog and turned into a podcast. And now mm-hmm. all I do is write all the time. <laughs> so walk us through then from that part of okay, I've got to share this. I've got to help other shopkeepers because that was a doozy. And (laughs) here here we are. I want to help other people not have to struggle so much. Tell them that evolution from there to how you support them now. Because I think it's brilliant. You're like three, three points of being able to help people. Yeah, I think it's important first to talk about at the beginning when I dipped my toe in the water of this like online world and I started joining Facebook groups and I saw these Facebook groups that I was in where everyone had either a membership group or a podcast or some type of service that they helped people in their industry. I remember me and one other store owner were in a pretty big popular Facebook group. It doesn't exist now. And everyone else was serving everyone else. And we're Mm. like, well, what about us? No one's serving us retail store owners, especially the micro retail store owners. And when I say that, I would say like under two or one million dollars. And I thought there wasn't a podcast or a blog 
or anything that really resonated with me. And both her and I started our podcast around the same time. Okay. But it was really important for me to try to serve us, mm-hmm. the people that own stores and wanted the education and wanted to learn. So it started with the blog and then it turned into the podcast and then I had a free group membership. I ended up closing the, the group membership and I really went all in on my mastermind group. So it's a mastermind group just for retail brick and mortar store owners. And I knew that there was magic there. And you can tell, again, when we talk about community and connection, how much the store owners in my group really appreciate each other and how much they help each other. Mm -hmm. It's a kind and respectful place. And then, of course, I serve them by teaching classes, doing implementation classes where they can take something that's in my online academy Mm -hmm. and actually take the time to implement it instead of putting it off or procrastinating. Mm -hmm. It is a time to focus on that particular project. We do group calls I host in-person retreats. I did a virtual conference this year. So I'm always listening to figure out what is it that they need? How can I help them? How can I get us all to connect? So I often joke in the group, like even the introvert in me has to kind of step out of my (laughs) comfort zone Mm -hmm. and show up and be present and help all of us connect because there's a lot of magic when we get in person and connect with each other. Mm -hmm. And there's no denying that. Yeah. It's so true. And I love that you mentioned your introvert side because you have come to our retreat before and we have talked through that dynamic of it can be challenging and it's a lot to to take in. And so it's beautiful that you are in that space where you have that awareness of like capacity for people when, when they're in your space, but also that you do push yourself in a very beautiful way that has grown you to get out there to manage your energy in that way. I also love that you said, and I think it's probably part of your introvertness too, is that you you are such a good listener. And you said you're always listening and then taking action based on that. And I've watched you do it so brilliantly. Yeah, I think, and it's funny because I have a podcast in queue. I think I'll, I'll be publishing it in October or mm-hmm. November about how my detective skills mm, have translated duh. well into that? what I do, into my coaching business. I think I realized that a couple years ago, but for some reason it really hit me recently. And I think it was because I did a, I gave away a full day in-store intensive and I went to Portland and spent a day with this particular store owner who was in my mastermind group. And she was so gracious. She was so willing to do the work. And we spent two Zoom calls together prior to me traveling to Portland to spend the day with her. And I remember taking notes. And then that particular day when I did the in-store intensive, she trusted me enough just to word vomit. We'll Mm -hmm. keep with that. (laughs) Just to kind of dump all of her thoughts on me, the three particular pain points that we worked on in her store. And she didn't take a single note. And I had my iPad and good notes open. And I had like certain categories. And when I looked at my notes at the end of the day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I am really good at this. Mm -hmm. And I say that not not necessarily to brag, but it was a big aha moment for me where I can piece things together. And it's something that I had to do in my career, especially at the end. I had to listen to many people. I had to listen to witnesses. I had to listen 
unfortunately not in homicide. I couldn't listen to the victim. Mm -hmm. But in other cases I worked on. And I would have to piece everything together and I would have to keep a case file really organized. And I realized that this is something that I do now. And I can take everything that they tell me and put it into categories and then guide them from there. And I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I walked away from that in-store intensive. And it was such a great feeling knowing that I could take everything that she said put it into an organized fashion, Mm -hmm. and guide her from there. Mm -hmm. Then then tell us, too, for the flip side, like with her, having that support, having you there, having you do that, I'm sure the mental load was like, oh, thank God, it's not on my shoulders anymore. Kathy, please help me. Yeah, we went went to grab a glass of wine after the full day. We were both mentally exhausted. But you could tell it just rejuvenated her. And I love that she said she, I think she sent me an email and she gave feedback, something to the effect of we can get like into ruts in our businesses or feel stuck or not feel like motivated or inspired to do something else. She felt that again. So Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, that's such a gift that I gave her. And she gave me such a gift by just being so excited about the whole process. Yeah. You can tell I get really excited. About I know. Well, that's what I love. Like you are <laughs> such a, an amazing strategic person. And I had written down earlier when you said that you, you know, made that transition from your career as a detective over into what you're doing now. And you said like, kind of, don't worry, it wasn't impulsive. You, you thought it through. And I was going to say then, yeah, you are not an impulsive person for everybody <laughs> listening. Kelly is very strategic. She has her categories, her color coding, and you're, ju- you're so good at it. And I don't know why I never put two and two together of like, of, of course, that's a breadcrumb in your story that makes total sense and aligns because that's what you did. Yeah. And that feels really good. I think that's the big thing. That's the driving factor for me now. And before it was, you do a job, you're grateful for the paycheck and the benefits. Now my driving force is the feeling I get from this whole experience and the feeling that I give other store owners Mm -hmm. to sometimes the relief, sometimes the inspiration, sometimes the motivation, the accountability. That's my driving force now. And it feels so good. And that's how I know this is where I'm supposed to be. I want to talk about that driving force and these breadcrumbs that you've picked up where you're helping these store owners, like with the intensives, that's newer that you've been doing and it's definitely lighting you up. So talk to us about like how that driving force is guiding your vision. Yeah, I say this all the time. I think I've learned to embrace failing. Yeah, It's okay for me to test things and it's okay for them to fail. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually helps me figure out my audience and what they need more. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, instead of beating myself up, well, I tried this and that didn't work. And then staying stuck in it. I'm like, okay, well, what is going to work? What else do they want? How else can I serve them? And I think that feels good to me for whatever reason, probably because I flipped that switch where I went, I could go from being stuck in the negative and feeling like I'm failing to failing is just learning. Mm -hmm. And I can try something else and some things hit it out of the ballpark and some things don't. And that's okay. I think deep down, I just know that eventually I'm going to put myself in a position that multiple things are going to hit it out of the ballpark and it's okay to just try. I've probably mentioned this on the podcast multiple times lately because I recently read it. Have you read Big Magic? 
I did. Okay. Yeah. I kind of feel like you maybe had that one time, one of our styling sessions. Like, oh, I remember this is one thing I was going to say uh-huh. at the styling session. It yeah. was after I left my career and mm-hmm. I wanted a clean slate in my closet. That's yeah. why Megan came yeah, right. over. Yeah, that was the transition. <laughs> um, I remember at the end of that, we both had like huge smiles on our faces. All we did was talk about business books. Mm-hmm. And like we both knew at that point we were going to be friends. Like we can't. <laughs> we didn't want to walk away from each other. <laughs> we're like we we need to meet up so that we can talk for four more hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I did I, read that book. I, and I kind of feel like you may have had it out then, which and now I've got chills because that's like a crazy roundabout story. The point that I'm making here, though, is the thing that's really stuck with me from that book is that concept of like everything is temporary because me being the you know type A overachiever perfectionist that I am, and you know you've seen me do this, where I'm like, oh well, can I try that if it's if it's all or nothing with me? It's either gonna be it or it's not. And so it's beautiful to to hear you share that because I think it's something we all struggle with, right? I'm sure you see it with your clients too that that fear, but fear of failure keeps you from just trying the dang thing, right, and having fun. So talk to us too about, let's talk about mom life because you have a different and fun situation where you have been around Logan, Mm -hmm. your stepson, since he was two, right? Yeah. And you call yourself a bonus mom. Mm -hmm. And so you've been in this mom space and you have a different setup where you have your business. He was the reason, one of the reasons to have you pivot into showing that you can do anything that you want. And I would love to just hear like your side of how he has impacted you and probably changed decisions that you've made too. Yeah, he has, you know, I, like you mentioned, I've been in his life since he was two. And when I was still in that former career and he was around seven years old and he was just starting to participate in sports, I noticed that I was missing a lot of the sporting events and that made me incredibly sad. And my intuition is telling me that I I want to be my own boss Um, My intuition is definitely telling me that I want to be more present and I have to give my husband credit because especially when I was in the thick of it in the homicide unit and I was getting called up at 2, 3 a.m. And my husband, boyfriend at the time, Mm -hmm. he did everything. He kept the house together. He did the laundry. He did the grocery shopping. He, you know, ran Logan all around to his sporting events and other things. And I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I just realized, okay, if there's two big things pulling at me to be more present for my family and to be my own boss. That was one of the huge reasons I decided to go ahead and take the leap and and just do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it felt really good. Mm -hmm. And I see now six years into being a full-time entrepreneur, all of the benefits and why my intuition was telling me that I'm so present. I spend a ton of time with them and it feels really good to be there for him and to be there at his sporting events and to have those like solo car rides where I either drop him off at school or take him to his mom's and Mm -hmm. I'm in the car with him and we have these little short chats. Mm -hmm. That feels really special to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so important to have that presence. And I love that you mentioned like how your intuition guided you. And I know you obviously well enough to know that like that's continued to happen, right? I'd love to know too of like kind of forecasting and now that he's a little bit older like have you opened up your calendar in different ways or has your intuition guided you to offer different things because he needs you in a different way now 
Yeah. So from early on, when I first started doing calendar blocking, Logan has a particular color on my calendar. Mm -hmm. It's navy blue. I love it. (laughs) And for me, it was always busy. That time was always busy. So if a one-on-one client booked me, they wouldn't be able to book during Logan time. Um, For sure, weekends are blocked off. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I work on weekends sometimes. I usually do like a Saturday or Sunday morning. And then when we're all ready to go do something, we can go do it, whether Mm -hmm. it's go to the rec center and work out or spend a day together or just take a, a road trip for a weekend vacation. So having that time blocked off. And then I've learned since then, like block off a little time for myself because having alone time for an introvert is really important. And then of course I have time blocked off for the store and then time blocked off for savvy shopkeeper. So a lot of blocking, Mm -hmm. but it works really well for me because it keeps me accountable to those parts of my life and they're all important. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about like moving forward. What is the thing that you're so excited for as you enter like this new, almost new year and just next iteration and growth in your business? Oh, gosh. Where do I even begin? (laughs) I have a million ideas, but you know that. So it's really hard not to take action and implement all of them at the Mm -hmm. same time. But again, if my time is blocked and I have to be realistic about time, I think I'm just excited about like continuing to test things, continuing to see what works well, continuing to give more to my membership group because that's something that I know works really well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm working on setting up a good funnel mm-hmm. for Savvy Shopkeeper. I'm always thinking about in-person meetups, like hosting something here mm-hmm. at Yay. the Mompreneur Podcast Studio, mm-hmm. setting things up or hosting a workshop at Maureen's mm-hmm. place so the collab oh, yeah. in Lakewood probably hosting another in-person retreat because I see how magical that retreat is. I think it's beautiful that you you brought it back to like testing things and growing what works well. It's what served you this whole time. It continues to serve you and it makes sense, right? Yeah. And I always have like little things up my sleeve. My group members, it's a running joke that Kathy always has secrets. So they're probably going to listen to this podcast, think that I'm going to spill a secret yeah. and I'm not. I'm going to keep it all to myself. She keeps it and then she has a beautiful <laughs> unveiling and launch of it. Yeah. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being here. It's just so great to hear your story, your transition. Obviously, it holds a special place in my heart as we've grown together in all of our business iterations. And I'm just so grateful to have you here. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we've grown, when you think about it, we've grown as entrepreneurs together. Mm -hmm. We've grown as friends together. We've grown as moms together. The whole momming thing was for sure new to me. Mm -hmm. And then you had two little ones that Mm -hmm. I adore, (laughs) like all of it. And I Mm -hmm. can't wait to see like what the next 10 years will bring. I know, right? How we'll help each other. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you love what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com slash studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.